welcome to OK Sis Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. We're cultural observers. And of curious minds. Get ready for sisterly banter while we chat about fixations, learnings, and personal growth. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood! Hello and welcome back to OK Sis. My name is Mads. And I am Scoutala, 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 a little... Oh, Scoutala. A little prairie on the farm, a little fiddler on the roof, a little uh, take us back to the... Prairie on the farm? <laughs> I don't know. I just thought of like a little Scoutala in the field with a bonnet. Cottagecore. Okay, remember when I thought it was cottagecore? Yeah, yeah. Which is actually perfect for this episode because notoriously you don't know anything that is happening in the trends and we're going to put that to the test today. Yeah, so we're going to get into this later, but Mads has pulled some headlines from the news sources that I don't look at and I'm going to guess what I think the story is about and then Mads will educate me on the reality of these stories. But before we do that, I just want to talk about how great of an aunt I am, which is also kind of weird that I'm an aunt. That is so And nephews and nieces. And my little niece turned two this year. I got her the hotel plush white robe from Hill House with the, it's like lined with a little thin stripe of rainbow. And I got it monogrammed with her name on it. Okay, so I am sad to report that monograms are chuggy. So you just made this kid chuggy before she even knew and was able to consent to the chuginess. Listen, nothing that Hill House touches can be chuggy. Okay. All right. So like, All right. fuck off. It is the cutest robe. I cannot wait to see her just scrumdiddlyumptious in it. Like a scrumdiddlyumptious. Like a cutie little two-year-old in a cute little plush white robe that says her name on it. I mean, you wish. That is the cutest. Yeah. Come on. That I am I am awesome. Honestly, like there is no cuter sight than a little two-year-old in a plush robe. I know. Okay, second thing I wanted to talk about. I was wondering if you suffer from this too. Just talking, you know, continuing the conversation of what I suffer with. Okay. Um. So right before this conversation, which was why I was two minutes late, two minutes late because I got into a deep hole here, is that I was looking at Click the Label, the website we had the founder, Lily on, obsessed, all the things. And I get, sometimes this happens when I really love a brand and I just want to go and buy something, but I want too many things. And so I'm like, I'm just going to add everything I want to my cart and then I'll edit it. But then I can't make a decision because I want too many. So I just fucking close it. I'm like, we'll do this later. And then I never actually purchase anything. So yes, this is something I do actively. Same. I honestly, I failed at it today because I did buy something. But what I tend to do actually is like not even edit out the cart. I just end up buying everything and then returning it all. See, I, I'm not good at the return. It's just not my superpower. It's not my strength. And I know myself well enough to know that I probably won't end up returning it. I'll forget the deadline. I'll procrastinate Mm -hmm. this, this, this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just, it's, you know, that kind of an errand is, is not my forte, you know, grocery shopping I'll do all the time. But if I have to go to the post office to return something, I think it's because I started when I had my magazine when I was 23, I literally spent hours in the post office. So, oh, it's not a pleasant experience. It's not a pleasant experience at all. I mean, I just I have it down. I have a system. I have I have my things. I know exactly where to go, what to do, what to drop off. I got it all down. It's not fun, but I do it. I did that once and I had one package from UPS, one from USPS and one from FedEx. And I was right. 
it was a it was a no for me. Can I get a monopoly on this shit real quick? You know. So, anyways, you know, I just got a little whiff. I ran out of deodorant today, and so I decided choose your words carefully here. So I do why because I have a feeling it's gonna be a jab at me. No, it's not a jab at you. Um, I ran out of my secret deodorant, aluminum packed secret deodorant. I hate that shit. That I love. I love it so much. But it's like, yo, I need to put like some deodorant on. So Mega Babe graciously gifted us uh, their Rosie Pitts aluminum free deodorant. Everyone who listens to OKSS, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I am not the biggest fan of aluminum-free deodorant because it gives me rashes and, like, ingrown masses of skin. I don't want to get into it. But you know what? I was like, let's do it. Let's just try. And let's see. Because usually, also, I schwitz way too much on the aluminum-free, and I'm just, it's just a disgusting, smelly mess. Honestly, it, I'm okay. It's, uh, it's smelling good. Well, has it been one day? It's been one day. Okay. It's been one full day. And I'm going right to, uh, uh, yeah. Let's give it a week. Let's see what you think in a week. I'm not saying I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying I want to see your experience because I mean I obviously use natural deodorant and I've finally found one that I like, but I just want to see if you can keep up with the bandwagon. I don't think I can. Look, love Mega Babe. Lo- I love their thigh rescue. That shit has changed my life. It's nothing against them. I don't think my body is meant for aluminum free. I don't th- I mean, it is meant for it, but like I just Something happens yeah. <laughs> with the aluminum free and it's just very uncomfortable for me. So that's being said, I just wanted to give that little update. Another little update. You know where it just came from? Where? Brandy Melville. You know what? I was thinking about that last week because I went to go sit at the beach and I kind of like passed by the Brandy Melville in San Diego. And I thought to myself, should I walk in there? Yeah, you should. Brandy Melville is back. It's very interesting that it's back. It's, I feel like it's such an interesting revol- like revolution that they're having. All the Gen Zers are obsessed with Brandy Melville. It's like one of their top places. I feel like Brandy Melville was always kind of Gen Z-ish. It always was, but it's like coming back because they're so good at the like Y2K little like strappy. I mean, I got this today. It's like a cute little. What's Y2K? Oh my. Oh, geez. oh my God. Okay. It, so it begins. Well, <laughs> so I know, but begins. what does that mean? 2000s why year two ah yeah. <laughs> said Christ. i've been to the year three thousand thousand oh my god much Cal- we, do we start the jonas brothers countdown two months well we have a more pressing countdown that's coming up I which know. is tulum in two weeks so let's start there first and then we can get excited holy shit i can't believe it's two weeks so okay i've had this vision of you wait, and- wait 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 oh. wait so let me just finish my brandy Meller story so i'm just saying like it's back and I'm very concerned for the youths because it still is not inclusive, not body inclusive at all. I don't understand how they have not changed their business model, but it's thriving. So it's kind of weird that it's like revived itself, but still literally is one size. I tried on shorts. It didn't even fit on one of my thighs. Yeah, it's very interesting how they've just like said fuck you to all the social commentary um but also I just want to give props to mom give props to mom real quick so mom Mm -hmm. told me about Urban Outfitters before Urban Outfitters was what Urban Outfitters was I remember this was like in 2007 yeah but she's got a really great track record here so she and well first sorry we'll go back she introduced uh, me to Abercrombie and Fitch before Abercrombie and Fitch and American Apparel wait then we had Urban Outfitters when I was about 12 she introduced me to Urban Outfitters at the age of 12 before anyone knew what Urban Outfitters was. 
Then she introduced me to American Apparel before anyone knew who that was. And then she introduced me to Brandy Melville when it was just graphic t-shirts in Santa Monica. No, 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 no. It was only in New York. There was not a Los Angeles one yet. Sorry. Well, when I went to Los Angeles, she took me in there before anyone knew what Brandy was. She took us into All Saints before anyone knew what All Saints was. She's just very... She's a trendsetter. She's a trend forecaster. Yeah, for sure. It's like your husband. Oh, good point. They should come out with like a newsletter, a trend forecast newsletter. A trend forecast newsletter. Okay, anyways, so that was my experience. I was just, I was roaming through Brandy Melville and being like, huh, interesting that you still exist. Yeah, it's good for crop tops and sweaters. Anything else, it's... Basics, amazing basics, because I went to Aritzia, and Aritzia has this same kind of top, but it's twice the price, so I'm going to go to Brandy. Yeah. Anyways, shall we... Oh, you were going to say something about Tulum? Oh, yes. I was just wondering. I think this is kind of our vibe for Tulum, which is what I've Mm -hmm. been kind of dreaming up about since we're going in two weeks for my 30th birthday. You have a mood board for Tulum? No, No, I don't have a mood board for Tulum. Okay. We're going for my 30th birthday, sisters. Me, my husband, Adam, Mads, her boyfriend, Ben. It's the first kind of adult couples trip we've ever taken together, which is crazy. Usually when we go on vacation, it's with the whole family. So this is exciting. But I am really excited to do, like, I don't even think I'm going to bring makeup. Like, I'm going to wear my hair curly the entire time. I'm jumping in the ocean every single day. I think it's just going to be lounging, naps, beach, food, nice restaurants, the most low-maintenance trip of our lives. 100%. -hmm. I am on this vibe with you. And I am actually starting to mentally prepare for the natural hair situation. Same, same. And the also just not giving a shit situation, you know, we're into loom. It's very grammable. So it's like we got to get some content, but I don't want to have content rule the trip. You know what I mean? How do we find the balance? That is the exact idea. And this might sound really weird to some people, but when you put yourself out on the internet and you are a content creator, whatever you are, when you go to someplace like Tulum, I think about like, where am I going to get the photos? It's just part of our culture today that I think a lot of people don't necessarily recognize as very ingrained when we go places. And that is the exact, the exact thought I had is that I don't want to wake up and, you know, Mads and I, before we like, we can't go in the ocean, we're going to get our hair wet and we got it, we got a blowout and blah, 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 blah. So I really kind of want to reverse the whole thing and we get photos when we get photos, we'll have cute outfits on whatever, but it's really just an in the present moment. Like I want to leave my phone away. I want to go in the ocean. I don't want to wear makeup. I don't want to do my hair. And I just want to wear cute dresses that are casual, comfy, whatever. And, and just be in Tulum. Totally. I, yes, we're gonna, we're just going to simply be. Oh, that's Jessica's wags. Now I got a lot of linens. Oh, have you? I haven't started. So this is one of my favorite things. And I think Mads, I asked for this feature on Camber, but my favorite thing about a trip is putting aside a small budget to buy a couple pieces, a couple outfits that are very characteristic of the place. And that's my favorite thing is recreating or not recreating, creating outfits that are very location specific to the vacation to kind of create this whole narrative in my mind. So while, of course, the hotel and the restaurants we're going to is really important, how I dress on that trip is really important to me because I truly just love clothing very, very much. We're fashionistas. Yeah. Well, I just love clothing so much. So shopping for trips is one of my favorite things. 
Yeah, so I got the lean-ins. It's very true. I mean, I'm going to Nashville in about a month, which is wild, and I need to get cowboy boots. I'm fucking leaning in. I'm leaning the fuck in. I'm getting cowboy boots. I have a cowboy hat. I'm in. I've been looking for black cowboy boots that go up to my knee for about two years now, and I can't find the right pair. Okay, okay. Up to your knee cowboy boots? Yeah, like taller ones. Like maybe not like me, like a little below the knee. Yeah, I don't think you want like knee high cowboy boots. I don't want the mid. I don't want like the short cap. I want it to go like a little taller. Okay, but let's okay. It's not knee high cowboy boots. That's like ridiculous. That's weird. Well, anyways, I've been looking for vintage, a pair of vintage ones for a while. Okay, well, we'll be on the lookout as fashionistas. Okay, shall we get into current fixations? We can. So my current fixation right now is Jack Johnson. I have been playing him on repeat. Jack Johnson to me just feels like the instant way to Waking calm down. Morning, yeah. It's the evening, making banana, banana pancakes, pretend, pretend like it's the weekend now. now. We, we can, can pretend, pretend it all the time. And can't you see that it's just raining? There ain't, ain't no, no need, need to go, to need to go outside. Ain't no need to go outside. Okay, we're we're taking the acoustic and we're making it soul. But um, it's just... I just, you know, I was feeling really stressed and burnt out from my book launch. I definitely hit a wall after that. And I put Jack Johnson on and I cooked dinner and I just felt wholesome. I felt as if he transports you to that place where there's no distractions, there's no notifications. It's just you and your loved ones in a pretty place. That's it. It's very simplistic, meaningful. I used to listen to it obviously all the time in high school. I went to one of his concerts and he had a concert at one of the biggest stadiums in San Diego, you know, like a huge venue. And, uh, you know, saw like Destiny's Child there and in sync when I was little. And he just yeah. walks out. Major flags. Yeah, it was pretty great. He just walks out and there's a stool and a guitar and that's it. That's all he does. And he's just, I just, yeah. Where is he? Where's that? He lives, uh, he might live in Hawaii, Santa Barbara, something like that. That makes sense. You know, for me, John Mayer is that for me. Like, early, early John Mayer, my best friend Mariah and I, we used to have a thing which we need to revive called John Mayer Sundays. And every Sunday we would text each other in the morning and be like, happy John Mayer Sunday. Like, Sundays are for John Mayer. Like, we you, would just, oh, yeah. we're so basic. I, I, This is so basic. But, like, OG early John Mayer, a vibe. What's an OG? I, yeah, you were really into John Mayer. What's an o, early OG John Mayer example? That the no trains uh, train song. Um, fuck. I, anytime someone says John Hold Mayer, on. the only thing I think of is your body is a wonderland. And that's it. No, not that one. I'm trying to think of the other ones that dun, he sings. Dun. Wait, I can't. I have to like. Hold on. Train. OK. John Mayer stand. Stop this train. Oh, yeah. OK. I'm going to listen to that after. That sounds like a good oh. time. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know, Mads. 
After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutala is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets, underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com promo code OKSIS. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. 
Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Okay, I can't hear it through your phone. On Yeah. Okay, anyways, what's uh, your current fixation? You know, I haven't done a TV current fixation in a while. And as the resident TV watcher on this podcast, I feel like I've let everyone down. So is it the White Lotus? Of course. But there's also something else. I want to give a little like TV recap. You know what I mean? So number one, everyone knows the Grey's Anatomy binge is still happening. I'm on season 14. We're alive and well. We are in it. Okay. We're we're literally almost at the... Should I ha- I should throw a party when I come to the current episode. Wait, it's still going on? Yes. Oh lord. <laughs> they just got renewed for season 18. What is this? SNL? It's honest it needs to stop, like honestly. I mean, I yeah, it's yeah, still it's, go- it's still good. I mean, I'm still enjoying it. It's great. Okay, so Okay. Obviously, Grey's Anatomy is like a through line of my TV watching experience. It's always there for me. But I am also a person that likes to be part of the zeitgeist and likes to be part of the, you know, cultural narrative. So, of course, I watched White Lotus, which you did too. You actually binged it. I was very proud of you. You binged it in like a couple days. So I binged it in two days because it was the week after my book launch and I was... Checked out. I was done. I needed to sit on the couch and absorb myself in another world and I couldn't work. I was like, I... And Adam was working late those days, so I watched half of it thursday night or something and then the other half the next night and i realized after that people were watching it as it came out and i think it was kind of a show that i was really happy that i binged because i just felt as if i was completely on the island completely in the hotel because i was just completely immersed right after one another after another and so i think you know some tv shows i understand why binging isn't the best and how not binging and watching every week can create fan base and you know you get really connected to the characters but in this case I think that because it wanted you to feel like you were trapped in this hotel binging it really gave you that effect yeah so I mean I think about this all the time the like psychology of how shows should be watched and and those types of things but I actually binged it like you and then just serendipitously the final episode was like the next day after I binged it so it was perfect because I kind of timed I didn't even think about it I was like oh shit it's like the finale is tomorrow so I didn't have to wait which was really nice and I do agree it felt like I was like trapped in that world another show though that I am watching week to week which now that you said this I'm like kind of regretting it because I'm I'm so obsessed and like itching to watch the next episode is Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu. Scowl you actually I think you would really like this show I think you would resonate with the Nicole Kidman character and if you have watched Nine Perfect Strangers you know that she's like psycho and so I feel like you would really relate to her yeah I was like let me think is this show anything about psychotic behavior depression (laughs) moodiness artistic whatever then you think I like it (laughs) 100% Nicole Kidman is like this free spirit psychopath So that's why I think of you immediately. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, by the way, is just, she's a vibe and a half. I love her dearly. Yeah, she's a goddess. Yeah, I feel like you would be friends with her. She is so elegant Elegant. and poised and beautiful 
She's like a ballerina that's sophisticated and dark at the same time. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, she's got a beautiful marriage with Keith Urban. There's just... There's so much there's there. There's a lot there. Have you there's seen her there. architectural digest of her home in... Either it's the one in Nashville or the home in Australia. Whatever it is. No. Can you send that to me immediately? It is fantastic. Ugh. Oh, have you uh, started watching the new... You haven't, but... Uh, there's a new TV show on Netflix. It's all in French. It's about a French family. Uh, it's three brothers. Well, four brothers, but the fourth is in high school still. So it's three brothers. It's a family real estate business with the mom and the dad. And they do luxury. Is this reality? Or- yeah, it's reality. And they do luxury properties. So we're Whoa. talking old castles that are so insanely beautiful. We're talking about the creme de la creme of apartments overlooking Paris. We're talking... A house in Ibiza. They went to Ibiza because a French client wanted a house in Ibiza that is just doesn't have neighbors, acres that is just gorgeously secluded. And the houses are incredibly next level and so beautiful. And something that I noticed, I mean, most of the cast is men, but the women that have been on the show, no makeup. Like no makeup at all, which we talked to Valerie from Modacite. French women don't really wear makeup. They just take care of their skin. And it was really affirming just to see that, you know, and to see the cultural difference between a reality TV show with American women who cake it on and get glam for every episode versus the French women who are just truly so effortless and easy and beautiful in their complexion. And so anyways, I highly recommend this show. It's called Legence, but I think the English title is the French realtor or something like that okay yeah I gotta check this out you know me and and real estate shows I don't usually partake but I never regret it when I do it's very strange but you know the American real estate shows are either selling sunset which is totally flashy Hollywood which is great yeah but I mean the houses particularly or it's HGTV where the houses aren't that great and it's like a hundred thousand dollar house hunter situation but this is so sophisticated and elevated and just so culturally beautiful uh historical all of the things that it just makes me feel like I should probably move to Paris yeah between the no makeup situation and then the like castles with no one around you count me in yeah count me okay in. let's get into this episode we've clearly talked for too long as always as always okay i am so excited for this episode everyone this was scout's idea so like this is very self-aware of her to be like hey why don't you read me headlines and like it'll be funny because i won't know any of them i was like perfect this is the type of content that i love okay so oh also i did this because it's so great because you like researching and prepping and i don't have to prep for this episode so i just show up and so it's really great on the logistical side as well yeah you just show up with your naivete my naivete and we get to make fun of you I like to call it my denial okay go all right so you're gonna know a lot of the people in these headlines okay some of the headlines are completely outrageous and I just want you to decipher them and then other ones it's like they're just updates for you that you need to know okay cool are we ready for number one mm-hmm. Colton Underwood is kissing in Hawaii who's the lucky guy Colton Underwood is kissing his dog on the beach and there's a photo of him with his dog on the fucking sunset and they use this goddamn headline to make it seem like Colton Underwood is dating a dude but if he is dating a dude Maybe, I don't know why, I feel like it's Mario Lopez. Don't even think that guy's gay, but like that might be cool, you know? That could be interesting. So, but Scout, are you aware that Colton Underwood is gay? 
Okay, fuck. <laughs> fucking of course I know Colton okay, Underwood I'm is gay. Like, sure. We need to. We, and, and nothing is off limits, okay? Yeah, but in pop culture, someone like Colton Underwood from Batch Nation, I know I'm, that like circle of people. I am just clarifying for the audience, okay? Okay, who was he kissing? He actually is kissing a man. His name is Jordan <gasps> C. Brown. And does he look exactly like him? He is very involved in politics. He's worked on John Kerry's presidential campaign. Oh, and he advised on Obama's campaign. Hillary Clinton. Wow. Okay. Um, not sure how they met. What does he look like? He looks exactly like Colton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, is he like a like an Abercrombie and Fitch like glam guy? You know, I can't see his face that well. We need to look him up on another. This is like a TMZ kind of like a paparazzi shot, but. Yeah, he is a cutie. Is he shorter than Colton or taller than Colton? They look like the same height. Who's the little spoon? You know, he might be the little spoon because Colton is a big guy. Colton's a big dude. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, that was a good guess, though. I liked that. I liked that guess. It wasn't his dog because, you know, he's like obsessed with his dog. And I just feel like E! News would do something stupid like that. Like they tried to cancel Oprah last week or something. So, (laughs) okay, this next headline is I'm so excited for this. Okay, All right. I I also want to preface that this headline is ridiculous. Like, I don't know who the fuck wrote this, but here we go. Kourtney Kardashian's ex-boyfriend publicly exposed Scott Disick for sending him a direct message dragging her PDA with Travis Barker, and it's unbelievably awkward. Did you follow that at all? Okay, so Scott Disick is DMing another one of Kourtney's exes being like, ew, look at her and Travis Barker. Yeah, did you, wait, did you know that or no? No, but I just followed the headline real quick. Oh, wow, okay, Yes, very good, Scout. Also, Travis Barker and Kourtney Kardashian is really, oh, I love it so much. I do too. I feel like, again, you are Kourtney Kardashian's spirit. I am Kourtney Kardashian because I think that, you know, in another reality where I wasn't married to the most wonderful man in the world, Adam, I would definitely like randomly pull something like that and date someone like Travis Barker. For sure we're all tatted up right like but when I was 45 you know I would just like bring home a guy like that you know 100% 100% and they're just like gallivanting all over Italy I really am very similar to Kourtney Kardashian you're so similar and it's like I don't know if you should be proud of that or embarrassed but because I feel like we both kind of have a don't give a fuck attitude 100% attitude 100% we do the content stuff but like don't care too much at the end of the day about certain things. We kind of are just, you know, we're also the oldest of the siblings. Yes, there we go. And so there's kind of this, we watch the younger ones with wide eyes. Mm. And I don't know. I just feel like I'm a Courtney. You for a hundred percent, hundred percent. Which one am I? Chloe. Probably Chloe. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Okay. So you are correct. Wow. Scout. That was really impressive. Well, I, I just restated the headline back to you. Okay, so I know, but... Wait, which ex was it? Which ex of Courtney's? So maybe you should try to guess that. Okay, okay. It's the guy that was younger than her that was like 30. He's like 22. Eunice. Oh, ooh, I would not pull that. So what happened was Scott DM'd Eunice, which like unclear if they are friends or even know each other but I think he Scott was like trying to be like buddy buddy with him he dm'd him and just said like what the fuck is Courtney like making out with Travis Barker all over uh insta or all over whatever it's like so embarrassing in Italy and then Eunice 
responded and was like, if she's happy, I'm happy. Like, I'm not your friend or whatever. And screenshotted the DM and then posted it on on uh, his Instagram story. <laughs> Like to like make him look like the good guy, but it's all it's weird all around. Like, why does Scott Disick care? Like, you know, that's very weird. Um, is Kylie Jenner pregnant? Yes. Why hasn't she posted about it on her on her Instagram? So I was on my Explore page, and this investigative journalism popped up by a random girl. Probably, mm-hmm. I say that as a joke. Investigative journalism, and it was just a slide of why they think Kylie Jenner is pregnant, and it was like she ordered the cucumber roll at Nobu. Yep. And so I thought, okay. And then a couple of days later, they announced that she was, but she hasn't said anything about it. Correct. So there has been a whole TikTok investigation. Everything happens on TikTok, okay? Someone investigated 818 being tied to Kendall. So 818 was like out before Kendall said it was her tequila brand because they submitted it to like tequila tastings without her name associated just to like make it more legitimate. And it really, it did win awards without her name on it. So someone on TikTok like figured it out. And then when Kendall came out with it, Kendall like shouted that girl out and was like, you knew the whole time, like we were watching you on TikTok. So people are really, really good at investigating the Kardashians on TikTok. And something happened where it just, I think it blew up to a degree that TMZ and everyone reported it as truth. But yeah, she has not confirmed it. Oh, she, I thought she confirmed it with. No. So it's basically like an inside source. And when TMZ and like page six report it, then it is truth. But like she's like, it's oh. like, it's kind of like how Kim and Kanye never actually came out and said that they were getting divorced. It just, it happened. And then that was that. Like she, they didn't like confirm it. Oh, but I th- I figured one of her people confirmed it with some. Yeah, it is. It's confirmed, but she's not okay. going to post about it. Probably kind of like what she did for her first pregnancy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I had another question, but I forgot, so keep going. Okay, this one. Olivia Rodrigo has reportedly given up millions of dollars in royalties to Taylor Swift and Haley Williams after being accused of copying their songs. Yeah, fact. She stole Paramore. <laughs> okay, so I knew you were going to like this one. <laughs> because of that. That's like a total fucking fact. Like, she literally remixed Paramore's song. Okay, she did not remix Paramore's song. You could start singing Olivia Rodrigo's, which is what I do, and end up singing Paramore's song, which is also what I do. Yeah, you're ta- you are referencing Good For You and Misery Business. So what's um the Taylor Swift one? She sampled a part of a Taylor Swift song in something else, but the bigger one is the Paramore one, and... Honestly, like, okay, this is a good debate because I'm on the, I personally, yes, they sound similar. I do not think they are anything the same. I hear very different notes. I I hear the same song. I thought the Olivia Rodrigo song was Paramore's song. No, I don't, I can, I can tell the difference, but it's like, where do we draw the line between inspiration and copying? Like, to me, that was inspired by well, I'm sure that Paramore can look at the notes and there's like probably a certain sequence where it completely identified as that, that they could like show on music sheets, etc. But I think that there would not be an entire trend on reels and TikToks of millennials sitting in their car being like, why does this song sound so familiar? And then because it's a Paramore song, like it was, you know, I think when the masses start commenting that they're too similar is when you've probably drawn the line because there's always things that that says you know oh this these people really sound like they were influenced by the Beatles and it's fine but when masses get together and they publicly say what's the difference between these two songs 
you've probably crossed the line a little bit. Okay. Okay. You know what you should do the next time you're at dad's house? Go on the Peloton and watch. You don't even need to do the Peloton. Just watch Cody Rigsby. He does... I don't know when it was, but he released a workout and he was like, everyone is requesting this Olivia Rodrigo song. I don't like it because it sounds exactly like Paramore. And he's like, so we're going to listen to side by side. And and so he does good for you. And then Misery Business and at, and during Misery Business, he's like, sorry, Gen Z, Paramore is better. Like he is so funny. You you should really watch. I feel like you would love Cody Rigsby. I know from what I've heard, he sounds like a good time. Yeah. OK, next up. Demi Lovato asked this Shit's Creek star on a date after sliding into her DMs. Yeah, it's the one everyone thinks that you're like, I just saw it on my Explore page five minutes ago. Ah, damn it. Okay, it's Emily Hampshire, which I do not see the resemblance, but ever since joining TikTok... Everyone, I, I cannot post one video without someone commenting, being like, oh my God, I thought you were Stevie from Schitt's Creek. So wait, did Stevie respond? Let me, I actually did not read this. Is Stevie gay or straight or bisexual or whatever? So Stevie, hold on. You slid into my demons and said, hey, I like you. The show, we should kick it sometime, Emily. Then you said below it. And by kick it, I mean go on a date. I find you attractive. That's a weird way to ask someone out. It's unclear what happened. Okay. It's unclear if they're going to go on a date. Well, I know Demi Lovato identifies as as they and them. She is, yeah, not yeah. Demi is non-binary. Emily agreed with some. Uh, okay, you know what? Oh, wait, wait. This okay. This is wild. Okay, wait. Hold on. I think that she is not dating anyone. When you say she, who do you mean? Sorry. Stevie. Okay. So what happened was, do you remember Teddy Geiger? That name sounds very familiar. He released that one song. Kristen Cavallari was in the music video. Hold on. People are going to, you're going to die. Oh God. That sounds so, that sounds like a throwback right now. You're going to die. What is the song? Oh no. Oh my God. Am I not going to be able to find it? Hold on. You're definitely not going to be able to find it. But you know what I'm talking about? Like- Oh, my God. He's, like, buried it. Well, he's a she now. So he is transgender, and now he is a woman. What okay, is but that what was the song? song? Oh, my God. Here, here, here. So the song is called For You, I Will. For you, I will. For you, I will. So he has transitioned to be a woman, and he was engaged to Stevie, I think, as, they, as uh, she was transitioning. So okay. I, know, I went to a deep dive when I was, you know, into Shit's Creek and watching it a long time ago. And I was like, oh, my God, Teddy Geiger. Like, whoa, such a throwback. So apparently Stevie and Teddy Geiger are no longer engaged. She called off the engagement. All right. Because maybe Stevie's not into women. Maybe. That's probably maybe probably what it is. I don't know. I can't speak for her, but. Anyways, okay, just kind of a lot. Got it. Well, let's keep me abreast on if Stevie and Demi go out on a date. Okay. Yeah. Unclear what happened. It doesn't look like it. anything came from that. Okay. This one is interesting because I want you to know. I want to see if you know who this is. <laughs> Did JoJo Siwa just reveal her Dancing with the Stars partner? You decide. Yes, I know who JoJo Siwa is. You do? <laughs> because my husband thinks that. Her brand is highly toxic and not healthy. <laughs> so we sometimes talk about how 
she's probably going to have a mental breakdown at any point. How does your husband know Jojo Siwa? Because, I don't know, I watched this tour of her house and she's got a candy shop in her house, which is awesome. But <laughs> there's just, it's just, she's going to have a breakdown. She, she is like going to break in half. Yeah. She's acting like she's, remember when Alicia Marie said that when you start content creation yeah. or when you get famous or whatever, you're always that age. Jojo Seawalk literally could be 23 right now and she's acting like a nine-year-old. Oh, yeah. I think she is 20 or something. So um, uh, she's gay. Yeah, I know. She came out as lesbian. Yeah, with her whole lifestyle and persona. And I just, I think she's doing so much for the younger generation in terms of sexuality and being open about it. Yeah, she's a little girl trapped in an yeah, older it, woman's it, body. We don't know. It's, in my opinion, a little toxic and concerning. Okay. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Well, all right. So you're out on Jojo Siwa. That's, you know, that is understandable. This is actually really exciting because I also, I haven't looked at the whole Dancing with the Stars lineup. It apparently just came out a couple days ago. Jojo Siwa's on it, which is incredible. I am now a Dancing with the Stars stan. Yeah, ever since you watched Caitlin Bristow's season. Yeah, I'm into it. Um, So I'm so excited about this season. Apparently Matt James is on it. That tracks? That tracks? Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Next up, okay, this is just outrageous, all right? This is literally definition of a slow news day and clickbait, okay? Brad Pitt's simple style mantra could be a lesson for all fashion lovers. What do you think the simple style mantra is, Scout? Less is more. Okay, close. This is his style mantra. Wait, maybe I should think of one more. Less is more... No, it's the only one that's coming to mind. What is it? This is it. This is the stupid... I can't even believe... Okay. If I have a style, it's no style. <laughs> like, oh. they're wasting our time. This is disrespectful. I mean, you didn't see the E! News article trying to cancel Oprah? Just- <laughs> like, some girl came out and was like, finally, you all see Oprah's true colors. Hashtag lizard. And I, like, I didn't read the entire article, sisters, so there could be a point to this. But literally in this article about this woman trying to cancel Oprah, E! News, this woman says that Oprah was friends with Harvey Weinstein. And in this article, it says, there is a video of Oprah giving Harvey Weinstein a kiss on the cheek on the Cannes Film Festival red carpet in 2014. Shut up. And I, I stopped reading because it was... The worst type of journalism. I can't even believe that that was put into a fucking article. And when we get to a point where someone's trying to cancel Oprah, I just think we should re I think we should reevaluate our business model for digital media. Yeah. And just maybe be like, hey, no news today. Just no news. Go to the beach. (laughs) Or good news. Like this dog was seen cuddling this cat. Great. That's exactly. Not, let's not try to cancel Oprah, okay? 
Or, you know, Quentin Quarantino raised... Quentin Tarantino. $7 million for Afghan refugees. Like, something fun. Not fun. That's not fun at all. Something positive and good versus this woman trying to cancel Oprah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Get out of here with that nonsense. This is nonsense. Get the fuck... Oprah kissed Harvey Weinstein (laughs) on the cheek on the red carpet at the Cannes Film Festival in 2014. I... I'm done, dude. I'm done. Honestly, who didn't kiss Harvey Weinstein at Cons Festival 2014? I just... Anyways. All right. This next headline, it's more so an update because we have talked about this in the past. Matt James shaves his polarizing beard. It took like three hours. I... Okay, it took three hours. I think I unfollowed him on Instagram because the beard was so jarring to my newsfeed. It's, I mean, look, it's, they're not wrong. It was polarizing. It was ridiculous. Good for Matt James. You know what? The Dancing with the Stars producers probably made him do that. 100%. They were like, we will only give you a contract if you shave that, those pubes off your face. Is he, he's still with Rachel, huh? He is. They're alive and well. I went through and unfollowed most of the male bachelor people. I would. I don't need to follow them. Like, I was following that guy, Ivan. Don't need to follow him. Oh, he's great, though. I know he is great, but I was also following Mike. Didn't need to follow him anymore. You know, just don't don't need, need, don't need it. Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I really don't follow that many bachelor people. Like, I'm not the type of person that, like, follows everyone during when it happens. I used to be. I am kind of having a little bit of FOMO on Batch in Paradise right now because there's still enough people where I know what's going on. You should watch Bachelor in Paradise. It is fantastic. I know. It is fantastic. It's so much better than Bachelor and Bachelorette. It's always been Ugh. impeccable. It's always been impeccable. Impeccable. Grocery store Joe is back. Ugh. What happened to him and Kendall? They broke up, but then Kendall, Kendall just came down to the beach. <gasps> Giving away spoilers. No, that happened like literally the last episode. <laughs> giving away spoilers okay okay all right this one is great cardi b reacts to the recent celebrity hygiene debate scout what do you think the recent celebrity hygiene debate is okay 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 so i saw the stars of Grey's anatomy on e-news today talking about cardi b's boobs so it's either about boobs or it's about the wop uh wrong on both parts what do you what does wap stand for scout uh no one's told me yet so <laughs> what do you I don't mean know. i don't know what I it stands told you? for no one's told me so i can't actually say what it stands for because i don't i don't know i've told you what it is yeah you idiot i'm saying this oh. so i don't have to say it oh so you don't have to say it because you don't like the word pussy we are a family-friendly podcast oh are we <laughs> since when <laughs> i didn't get the memo <laughs> <laughs> what did we change our content strategy no one told me i heard that if you mark that you're a clean podcast on apple they promote you so now we oh, are clean shit. no i'm just kidding oh, i didn't hear shit. that at all okay all as right. you say shit okay go okay so the recent hygiene celebrity debate it all started when ashton kutcher and mila kunis went on dax shepherd's podcast and they said that they don't bathe their kids and then <laughs> And then, um, how old are the kids? Children, toddlers, I don't know, something. They don't bathe their kids. Did they mean that they shower them? They do not bathe the kids. The kids do not bathe unless there is dirt on them. 
They said, until we see dirt, we do not bathe. Okay. There's probably dirt on them every other day. Okay. I'm just saying that's, that was their barometer. They say, we don't, unless there is dirt, we do not bathe. This sparked a whole talk among celebrities. Some people were coming out saying they don't bathe. I mean, a lot, like alarmingly a lot. We're like, yeah, I do not shower until there's a stench, until there is a dirt. And then I don't shower. Oh, as adults. As adults too, not just the kids. There there was okay. this whole debate. So Cardi B went to Twitter as she does and she says, what's up with people saying they don't shower? It's giving itchy. Okay. So that was her statement, her, her contribution. Apparently she's saying like, if you don't shower, you're going to get itchy everywhere. So it's like, you might as well shower so you don't get itchy on the WAP. This is kind of random, but... In my house, we, in the garden, there's a lot of mosquitoes, and I currently have 11 mosquito bites on my butt. I don't know how this relates (laughs) at all to what I just said, but good for you. I am sorry for you. That sounds painful. Yeah. Anyways, um, I think it's just the conversation that people, some people shower less than others. Good times. Really intellectually stimulating. Happy this is now taking real, real estate in my brain. Yep. Living in your head rent free. Living no, it's evacuated. No. It's not yeah. Evacuated. Evacuation notice. Evicted. Eviction notice. Evicted. 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 It is evicted. Evicted. Okay. Two more. This is I'm excited for you to figure out what this means. Why Shrek memes shutting down anti abortion snitch hotline are just the beginning. Wait, what's the fir- what's the first part? Shrek memes. Shrek like the Disney character. Yes. Shrek memes are shutting down anti-abortion snitch hotlines. Anti-abortion snitch hotlines. So there is a hotline where people can call and say, I think my neighbor Sally's going to go get an abortion. Come out here. That's like a thing. Uh, sure. Okay. So Shrek means, okay. I don't know what, what's the point of this? <laughs> you give up. <laughs> like, is it, is it a code word? Um, no. Is it the new Texas law? So it, it has to do with that. So basically what is happening? Gen Z is really good at trolling very like far right conservative platforms and things. So if you do remember, there was that Trump rally along a year ago and Oh yeah, that was funny. Right. And all of TikTok like TikTok went viral and was like, everyone get tickets to this thing so that no one will show up and it worked. So they're back at it again with everything that's going on in Texas. Apparently there's a snitch site called ProLifeWhistleblower.com and it's whatever. So now TikTok, they are inundating the site with Shrek memes by Gen Zers so that they basically have no more information coming through because it's all just Shrek memes. Why they choose Shrek? You know, it's unclear. Like, why didn't they choose a villain or something, you know? It is really unclear. Why, why drag Shrek's name through that, you know? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it is. It is unclear, but. But, you know, keep up the good work. Yeah, keep up the good work, guys. That's so, I mean, it's a good idea, but that's funny. Okay, do you have another one for me? Because this is a lot. I don't know if I can take this many. 
All right, last one to round it out. This was very interesting, and I actually have a question for you for this. Bella Hadid has a new job. She is now the co-founder of Kin Euphorics. You know that brand? Okay, and yeah, and Kendall Jenner is the creative marketing director of Forward Apparel, and Aaron and Sarah Foster are the whatever of Bumble. It's an honorary title. Sure. Now, something I, I want to clarify with you that I'm a bit confused. How is she, if Kin Euphorics already existed, maybe this is a stupid question, if Kin Euphorics already existed and has a founder, how do you become a co-founder after it's been founded? Yeah, that's just semantics. That's just like a title they're trying to give. Unless Bella was one of the first investors and she's kept it secret until now, but I feel like they would say that. But yeah, co-founder doesn't doesn't really fit it probably. And look, I might be judgmental here. Maybe she's very involved, but this is happening a lot with brands. They're choosing celebrity people. They're giving them a senior director role that if anybody else had, it would be a full-time situation or at least part-time. She's the COO. Yeah, it's hard to imagine that Bella Hadid as the COO holds the same weight as the COO at Bev. You know what I mean? It's just Bella Hadid is not giving her full-time attention as a COO to a company. And so, you know, either is Kendall Jenner giving her full creative, I think she's like the creative director or something. This is like the new like face of a like this is just like a next level of being like the face of or like kind of like an ad type of situation or like a brand partnership. But you like are literally a employee. Like, do you think she gets health benefits <laughs> from Kenya Forex? No. Yeah. You're so on point here is that instead of doing ambassadors or she's the face of the brand, I think entrepreneurship is so hot that they're trying to include these people, not even just as investors, but as senior directors, board of directors, kind of the executive C-suite team. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there who are COOs of businesses just as big as Kin's Euphorics that 100% have to work 40 to 60 plus hours a week at their job. And so it's very difficult for me to believe that there is not another COO on that business or at least someone else who is performing those duties and roles on a daily basis versus Bella. This is really interesting and we should actually do a deep dive into this Mads because this is a new way businesses are partnering with celebrities and we should do some investigative journalism to really see the impact and the level of involvement and involvement they actually have. We got to do that. That's a good idea. Look Look at us being investigative journalists. Okay. That was a delightful episode. That was easy on the ears. Easy on the ears. Easy on the ears. We're always easy on the ears. And then we're we're easy on the ears. Until I yell. <laughs> and then we're deep in the hearts and the minds and souls of others. What others? <laughs> the sisterhood. Oh, the sisterhood, People. yes. We are deep in your minds and souls. And I'm deep in your mind and soul. I've ingrained into your subconscious. Right. Okay, sisters, we love you. You can follow me at Scott Sobel, Mads at Maddie Mayo, and OKSIS Podcast on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. Love you. We love you. 